today on this, the Sunday after the elevation of the Holy Cross, the church for a whole week from last Sunday, and then on the Feast of the Holy Cross on Monday, and today on the Sunday after the Holy Cross for a whole week every year, the church attempts to direct our attention to the Holy Cross. Gospel reading last Sunday and the readings on the day of the cross on the 14th, and again today are, are very intentional. And Mark reminds us of the words of Christ who says, whoever wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For most Christians, this sentence reminds them that in life we each will have a type of cross to lift and that we need to endure and be patient. But as you read and listen to the rest of the reading today, it's obvious that it is Christ's intention for us to delve deeper when we think about this reading. He begins to speak about our soul and to attempt to direct us to be conscious of not only our life, but also our soul. Most of us that come from Greek immigrant families know that the Greeks in Chicago and in the world at large, the homogenia, the Greek immigrant communities were very serious about ensuring that their kids were the best. They wanted their kids to be well-behaved. They wanted their kids to do the right thing. They wanted their kids to have the best grades. In our households growing up, I remember our friends, the Greek kids would say, I'm in big trouble, I got a B. The American kids would be like, that's great. You know, but they didn't realize that for the Greek parents, Bs were no reason to be praised. They wanted our, their kids to go to the best universities and to do well, to get the best jobs. And all of this is, is good, but today we are reminded that as we care, as we care very carefully for our children's education and for their careers, that we have to pay equal attention to our children's souls. In fact, Christ says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world, to lose his soul. I've told many of you before that as a priest, we have on many occasions had the opportunity to sit at the bedside of someone who's dying. And many times they're still with it. They can still communicate. They know what's happening. And never in any of those occasions has anyone spoken to me about their wealth, about their power, about their success. In those moments where this person, these people know that they are at the end, they only think about the most important thing. It is then that they begin to think about their souls. They begin to think about their relationships, their regrets, the people they have wronged and didn't have the opportunity, or perhaps they weren't ready to ask forgiveness for. And for us, when we hear these gospel readings, it's a good thing because it allows us to think differently now that we are well, 
now that we have the ability to make our own choices and to go where we want, to visit the people that perhaps we feel that we need to speak with. Sometimes the Greeks, we say, that health and only health is what matters. And the truth is that health is a great thing. We have to think about our physical health and our spiritual There is a story in the Gerondikon, which is a book that they read many times in monastic communities. And because taking up the cross, the real meaning is not only that we endure trouble in life, and we should do it in a good way without complaining and, and try to endure and be patient, but as St. Paul reminds us, it means that we almost erase ourself, our ego. Humility is everything for Orthodox Christians. As the saints say, as St. Nicodemus says, without humility, we will not allow ourselves to attain any other virtue because we won't know that we need anything. And so, taking up the cross means that we do things that we don't want to do out of love for Christ. We do things that we don't want to do out of love for other people. It means sacrifice. It means mercy. And when we think about it honestly and we examine ourselves and our experiences, and even for us, the clergy, I know that usually when I get upset, it's because of my ego. I hear someone say something that I don't like and I'm offended. Or someone critiques me and I'm offended. And the truth is that if we all had some humility, we wouldn't get offended so often. The cross means joy. It means peace. It means happiness. It means no stress. It's a beautiful thing to be in such a place where the things that bother most people don't bother us any longer because we know they are unimportant. For us, it is a difficult path to conquer our ego. However, it is the path to happiness. And by the way, some people believe that if you're humble, it means you have no confidence. And that's not the truth. Confidence and ego are two very different things. You can have a lot of self-confidence and still have humility and know that you owe everything you are to God and that everything you do, you do by His grace and with His help. The cross is something we should think about, something that should lie before us. We bless ourselves with the cross. The cross, each time we do it, should remind us of the blessings that lie ahead for us, that we need to often, very often, look within ourselves and examine and be honest about our shortcomings, and hopefully together, all of us can do better, that we can do more, that we can be happy and we can share our love with one another, that we refrain from judging one another, we say it all the time, the church is not a museum full of saints, but it's a hospital for all of us that have problems. Each one of us has problems, some more than others, 
some more serious than others. But Christ reminds us that we are equally, equally weak, and all of us need to work together to do better and to do more. Help one another, love one another, be good to one another. And we pray today that we can be better examples for all of you with the way that we carry ourselves so that we can carry our cross first, so that you too may follow with your cross.